love and dating with two men and two women. Does that sound? Wait, let me try it again, guys. Let's wait, hang on. Love and dating with two guys and two girls. I think that sounds better. That two guys sounds like two. a swingers group. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Love and dating with two little boys and two little girls. That's not oh, better. Is that... <laughs> We're going the other way. Going the other direction. Well, hey, guys. Welcome to the Timmy Gibson Show. Glad you guys are on uh, the show today. So we've got Steve Janky back in the house. Hello. We've got Gretchen Marie. Hello. And Pammy Nicholson. Hello, woo, hello. Woo, woo. Yeah, Pammy, you're kind of becoming famous, you know. Am I? Yeah, with, with, you know, I send this podcast to all those in the singles group. And they're like, who is Pammy? She sounds hot. I said, well, she is hot. But I'm you'll just hiding. have to come meet her at one of <laughs> I'm the. I'm hiding behind the mic. She'll be coming to one of the events eventually. Eventually, yes. When your schedule yeah. When aligns. I don't have another <laughs> 5K to run. <laughs> That's right. It's an indoor 5K? No, it's at, it's at Arrowhead. So we'll run. In the parking lot, I'm assuming. Oh, and then gotcha. we go into the stadium and found out yesterday we actually have to run the stairs. Oh, somewhere. yeah. Ooh. I'm not thrilled about that. But that's kind of cool. <laughs> and though. then we um, finish on the 50 yard line. Yeah. So, yeah, I've been trying to do one 5K a month. Yeah. With my girlfriends. So that's awesome. Yeah. Oh, by the way, uh, you know, I had my birthday, which was mm-hmm. Stock Timmy's Bar birthday party. <laughs> we had a blast. We had like 14, 15 people here or so. Some good like turnout. Yeah. yeah. And Steve was our mixologist, our bartender. We made a nice. shitload of cocktails. Yeah. We did, man. It was a lot of fucking drinks, man. <laughs> and the slippery slut one was super hot. It was good. Anyway, but anyway, cheers. Cheers. I made an old fashioned for everybody today. So boom, boom. Uh, yeah, that's right. I got to drink that. You can't set yeah, it down. Yeah, don't set it down. Oh, man. This is made with. A bourbon whiskey. I forget the name, but it was a gift that someone gave. It was so delicious. It smelled amazing. It's so good. So good. Anyway, uh, so we're going to, this this video, so Pammy and I have been doing the conversations to have before you say I do from the book, How to Not Die Alone by Logan Uri. And these are such great fucking questions that I thought this would be a great, uh, great topic for us to cover uh, you know, two guys and two girls and to talk about it. And some of us are, you know, dating. Some of us are, uh, taking a little breather from dating. Some of us are partnered up all different, you know, we're all single though. And, um, either in this space or have been in this space for a while. So I think this would be a fun conversation. So, okay, let's just, let's just kick it off with the, the first question and let's, let's just start chit chatting about this. And just FYI, everybody listening to the podcast, uh, this these questions are something that if you're in a dating relationship or if you're even partnered up, these are the these are great questions to dig into the relationship. And you can find all three sets. There's three conversations to have. One is past, one is present, one is future. And you can find them on my blog, timmygibson.com forward slash blog, where I posted all the questions just so you can have one place to go and, and get them. But anyway, the first one here I thought was really good. Where do you want to live in the future? Like, so we could talk about this in a couple of different ways. One, we can answer it like we would actually answer it. Like if, you know, if I was dating you, so to speak, and, and, you know, we're having this conversation, that'd be one way to do it. Also, another way, another part I want to address is like, how important do we feel this question is like to be asked and talked about? So 
I think where do you want to live in the future is a big fucking deal. I know for me, I'll start with me to give you guys a chance to think like my business is in Kansas city and my business is one that I've built through my name, my reputation and all that. So, and I've spent many years building this business to get it to the point where it is now, where it's my only main business. So for me to, for me to move like starting over, right. Unless she was a sugar mama, then I might be able to throw down with that. You know, you never know. You know, those sugar mamas are crazy. <laughs> I don't know. What do you think? What do you think, Steve? Could you move? You couldn't move, could you? Oh, God, I have like 25 fucking kids. I, mean, <laughs> I have to get all my kids home at once to move. <laughs> hey, guys, we're moving. You got to come home. <laughs> That, you know, I'm pretty embedded where I'm at, you know, I mean, I have four kids that go from 18 down to seven, you know, and I've kept them all at the same school. You know, I mean, I think I've had a kid at Rushton Elementary for something like 13 years straight now. Wow. You know? Yeah, yeah. You know, and I'm part of the community there. And, you know, I mean, honestly, until at least my kids are out of elementary school, it's, I'm, I'm staying where I'm at. You know? Yeah. 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 I'm curious while we're kind of in the same vein of this particular topic, I think this also not just moving, but dating like long distance dating, you know, I'm just like, what's all your thoughts on great. Like, <laughs> see, that's what I thought it'd be fun to, that'd be a fun conversation too, because where do you want to live? I think that's an important question, but then like, are you willing to date someone who doesn't, you know, like, if, like, I'm curious what, Pammy and Gretchen well, I want to know why Steve wants that. <laughs> I, I know why, why but go that, ahead. I'll let Steve answer idea, it. Steve? <laughs> <laughs> For you personally. <laughs> well, my life's insane. You know, I have like this week I have two kids. They're in their final week of play rehearsal. So I got to like drop off and pick up and drop off and pick up. You know, I got work. I got to do dinner and dishes and all this stuff. I have a very limited free time. I have five sisters that need me to fix their shit. And they're awesome. <laughs> I've met them. They're they are, so they're cool. They're incredible, but they break a lot of shit, you know? So, I mean, to me, like, the, the best relationship to me is one where, like, we set up, we carve the time out, we get together, we, you know, do our thing. And then we both have a lot of our own space to handle what we need to do during the week or weekend or whatever, you know? And, uh, you know, I, I honestly, um, I'm not entirely sure that's a thing that works. Yeah. <laughs> it can. Yeah. You know, I did used to have a friend, she lived in Phoenix and we'd, we'd get together when she'd pass through town or when I'd travel for work, we'd, you know, if she'd tag along, she'd tag along, we'd, you know, bump into each other every few months and, you know, we got along great, you know, and, you know, it was just a matter of like, you can't do a lot of petty bullshit you know i mean like what's she up to when she's just like who gives a fuck i mean i'm not there <laughs> yeah yeah what about you guys long distance is that something you'd be open to or not i think i'm getting i'm more open to it now than i've ever been just because i want to i would love to stay in kansas city but i'm also open to you know living somewhere warm as i age mm -hmm. you know that's not i'm not going to close the door on that one because i think that would be kind of cool yeah <laughs> just to I've always loved Arizona and being able to be outside mm -hmm. a lot of the year, you know, part of the year when you wouldn't be outside here. So, um, but I don't know. I mean, it's, it's one of those things where I like to spend a lot of time with the person I'm dating. And if I don't have, if, you know, if distance is a part of the relationship that might be challenging for me, mm -hmm. but I'm also, you know, I mean, as I've dated, 
in the last couple of years, I've been dating people where that's kind of naturally happened. Not that they're in another city. It's just that we haven't spent a lot of time together. And then the one person I did spend a lot of time with because he wanted that, it, it just was like, it it wasn't good. You know, it was too much. Yeah. Like I'm independent. I like my space. I like hanging out with my girlfriends, doing my stuff. I don't, you know, I don't need to spend 24 seven with somebody. Right. There's always time for that, <laughs> like in the future. Right. I mean, when I can we're definitely caring for each other. Yeah. <laughs> Honey, can you bring me that? My dentures, I left them in the cup next to the bed. No, I think I can sympathize definitely with what Steve is saying. You know, I, after having, you know, spent um, 25 years in, in one marriage, um, it's, I really, really like my alone time. You know, I really like it, but I also really, really, really like partnership, mm-hmm. you know, so th- there's just a balance there. But there Gretchen, is. what do you think? Are you as long distance or where, where, li- where you live or where they live? Does that matter? I think that I'm with Pammy on that. I I've kind of changed that view. Um, just like how she says to move somewhere warm, but there's also, there's kind of some fun in that long distance relationship because you build up a lot of anticipation and then maybe you might fly out to go see that person and have a great, you know, three or four days with them. And yeah, you know, and then whatever, I mean, there's, I mean, we have the technology to FaceTime and things like that. And so it's kind of, it's kind of fun. I've, I mean, double dabbled in that. Yeah. But I think that when you start getting feelings, maybe you might, your mind might shift a little bit and be like, you know, I kind of want to be with this person all the time. Yeah. Don't do that. So that's, that's what I kind of learned from it. Yeah. But there was that, I want to throw in, it's not negative. I think there are some pros and cons to both sides of it. Sure. No, I agree with Gretchen too. With everybody said, I can see the point of all of it. You know, for me, I, I, I am my, my natural bent is if I like you, I want to be with you all the time and talk to you all the time. And that's, that's tough, you know, and I, I, especially, you know, now in a, just a different world, you know, that, that we live in, it's, it's, um, yeah, I've had to really like, just reel it in be like, Timmy, no, just, just chill out, chill out. So I don't go crazy. Because I, I'm the guy though, you know, and this is, I don't, I don't know if this is a, I think this is probably a bad thing, but it's just, I know myself. I'm the guy that literally by the end of the first date, if it went well enough, I could be like the guy that'd be like, I think I love you. Like, I'm just that kind of guy. I'm just, I've, I've only done that once, (laughs) (laughs) unfortunately. And then four uh, old fashions is what got me to, (laughs) and I wish I was being funny, but I'm not. It's actually a true story. After four whiskeys, I literally told a first date, I think I might love you. Oh, gosh. Aren't you glad you stopped at four? (laughs) What's so funny is as soon as it was coming out of my mouth, I was like, what the fuck are you saying? Like, don't say it. And I even said it. As soon as I said it, I literally looked at her. I said, I know. Like, I know. I shouldn't be saying that. I'm like, please. And I picked up my glass of whiskey. I said, can we just blame it on this? Like, seriously? Anyway, yeah. Have you guys uh, ever said I love you at the first end of a first date, or is it just no. me? I'm, 
I've not done that. It usually takes three or four months. <laughs> I have felt, I've felt the feelings. Um, that like such you, a connection, such that... a connection with someone that I felt that, but I mean, the reality is it's not love. That's, you know, that's other things. That's right. It's know, what so. lust attraction. It's yeah. just that chemistry. Yeah. Yes. All those things. So, yeah. but no, I mean, I might add, I mean, this, of course, this was, you know, a year and a half ago. So I did say I loved her over dinner. First, first, right. First date, first dinner, first everything. And she did come home with me and we had a great time. And I told her in the morning, I was like, did I, did I, I say love I loved you? you? <laughs> I was like, cause I still kind of feel that way, but I probably shouldn't say it cause I haven't had any alcohol yet to blame it on. No, All right. So living anywhere else other than. The only, the only caveat to that is getting to know their family, their friends mm. is challenging when you're living. I have to say that because that, I mean, that was part of my relationship, my courtship with my ex-husband. We were in different cities for almost an entire year. Oh, wow. And only saw each other a couple, three times. We had, been, you know, we had spent. We met at school and so we'd spent that prior year getting to know each other but i didn't know his family i didn't know i didn't know enough you know what i mean like it yeah. i don't think it would have changed things at 19 years old i probably would have made the same decision but i now it's so important to me to know the family to know the friends to see them interact you know what do the friends say about them like how oh my they, god yeah all of those things and just to have a few weekends here and there with some, I don't know that that part of it would, it would take a long time, I think, to build that. Yeah. And so, and I'm kind of like at that point where I don't want to waste their time. I don't want to waste my time. So I'm like, that's why spending more time together is important. Yeah. And getting to know the person asking all of these questions as quickly as possible. Yes. <laughs> So you're like, crazy, I want to have all the like, three of these conversations at the end of the second date. No, I'm teasing. Please fill out this questionnaire and bring it to our dinner. <laughs> <laughs> and bring it to our dinner. <laughs> so you're saying that you would stay here in Kansas City. That's what, what you want? Um, For now. Yeah. For now. I mean, plus my kids are here. I mean, I'm just like, mm -hmm. I talk to them about moving and they're like, mom, no. You know, and I... I but then I'm like, you guys go live your life, do your thing, live wherever you want. I'll come visit you. But they want, they like me here and I like it too. But it, yeah, so I, I'm just, I'm open to the idea, but I don't think I'm a hundred percent in. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, Steve, I have a billion kids. Yeah. So I, I even said, Hey, I think after, you know, my youngest goes to moves out whenever that is, I think I'll sell the house and get a loft downtown. And my kids were like, no, 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 you can't do that. I'm like, why? You're like, like the well, fuck I can't. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, watch me. You know? <laughs> and I said, I don't want to take care of all of this by myself. I won't have anybody or whatever. Who knows? But they said, well, what are we going to do? like holidays and i'm like your house yeah you host <laughs> you host in <laughs> your house i'll be in my loft downtown yeah once yeah. you have three or four kids you can't wait to move <laughs> you know that that's... i just gotta wait till they die right exactly yeah exactly. I, I had someone say to me and of course when i got divorced we were empty nesters um and age-wise my daughter had already moved out son was still living at home but he's older i mean in his early 20s 
And uh, someone said, well, you should get a two bedroom in case one of the kids want to live with you. I'm like, no, no they're a <laughs> fucking adults. They can get a roommate and they can figure shit out. Like, yeah. Uh, so I say that now, if they ever fell on hard times, of course, they could come and crash on my couch. Okay. <laughs> well, of course, I think we all are yeah, like for that. a week or two. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I would definitely, I would definitely feed them. Right. Oh. Let them bathe. <laughs> Let them so yeah, out. I think I think, but so so skipping. You know, we've all kind of given our own opinion, but I think the 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 conversation. You know, where do you want to live in the future? I think that's a big thing because Steve had brought this up in another episode, talking about you know someone that he was talking to. You know that he felt like they were going to Chicago and he was going to you know Denver or whatever the scenario was that they were, you know, the end result was two different locations. So I think that, you know, if, for example, uh, like me, uh, I don't know. I love Kansas city. This is where my home is, you know, unless I came upon some large amount of money and didn't need to live here to do weddings, uh, which would be sad. I love doing weddings. Um, but like I could see myself moving at some point, like, you know, you talked about warmer, I really love the New England states, which that's not warmer, not during the winter, but I, maybe I would live somewhere else in the summer and then out there in the winter. Um, the idea of being a snowbird sounds really good. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely open. It's, you know, the, the, the factors are what all of us would be concerned with is just money. Like, you know, like right now, financially, this is where all my finances come from. So, um, I, you know, it's, it's the idea of moving is not like something I'm considering, you know? Um, but I definitely, there's a big part of me. I'd love to live in another country for a while and not because I want to get out of America. Just, I would love to live like, you know, in Mexico or in a different culture. Yeah. Live, mm -hmm. experience some other culture. I, I just heard a story about a woman that when she turned 50, she moved out to, uh, someplace in Mexico, her total living expenses are around 1200 a month wow. her rent is 400 a month and oh. she lives in a bit like twice the size of my apartment for 400 dollars a month food is pretty inexpensive all this stuff it's just i love that it's so cool mm -hmm. so that's intriguing to me not forever though if you know when i would get partnered up i would hope that i partner up with someone that is as free-spirited as myself and we'd be like yeah let's go spend six months there or let's go live in paris for a year i'd be like Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know that. Yeah. So yeah. Where do you want to live? I think that's a conversation you should have because if one person's wanting to, you know, stay close to their family in Minnesota oh, <laughs> and then the other person wants to, you know, live in New York or in California or Florida at some point, you're going to have an issue. Well, even if you don't want to move cities, I mean, like I couldn't see you moving out of the plaza, No. you know? And I mean, like I'm as far into the suburbs as I want to be. If I meet someone out in like Stanley or something, that's going to be a fucking problem. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm done with suburb life. Me too. Me too. Yeah. And I actually was ch chatting with someone on Bumble like six months ago and, uh, within the, you know, two days of the conversation, he said something about moving farther south and he already lived at like 175th and 69. Oh shit. And I, and I, and immediately I said, you know, you need to know this. I said, I'm not moving to the country. Like that's out for me. And if that's really a, you know, a vision you have for your life, go do it. But I can't, I'm not yeah. going to sign mm -hmm. up for that. And he was like, appreciate you being honest. And that was it. Like we were done. Yeah. I'm like, I don't want to live in the country. Just now, the only way that would work for me is if, if, 
and Steve knows this, I've talked about it a lot. This apartment that I live in now, like I can't ever see myself ever leaving here unless, you know, I do partner up and they have, a, you know, a house and, and they can't move for any particular reason. I would still keep this though. And this would be my office. It'd be my studio. It'd be a retreat place, a place for us as a couple to escape to, or for her to get a getaway with a couple of her girlfriends or me to come down here with a couple of guy friends, you know, like it would be a, a thing. Um, and then having, you know, acreage, I mean, there's definitely like, I would love both. I would really love to have like five acres, some chickens, you know, <laughs> maybe a, maybe a horse or so, you know, like, like that, that, I would love that walking out my front porch with a piece of grass straw in my mouth. And, <laughs> I can, like, and, uh, and your overalls. With the accent yeah. and the whole. Like, yeah. hey guys, I'm here. This is great. <laughs> yep. Welcome to my farmhouse. No, I could. Like I could definitely do that. Like I could definitely live that, but not full time, like mm -hmm. full time. I would have to have the plaza. <laughs> I fit into the plaza. I love it. All right. So yeah, where you, where you live, I think is a really important conversation. I think that's an important conversation. Uh, do you want to have kids? If yes, how many, when, if we can't conceive on our own, what other options would you consider? Adoption, surrogacy. Pammy, go. No. <laughs> That's no. a hard no. No. Thank you. No. Steve, no. what about you? Do you want to have six more kids? Oh, fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> We'd be the Brady Bunch. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm with you guys. I, I, uh, I have no problem with someone having kids. You know, yeah, I have kids, yeah. right? So even if they had small kids, I have no problem with that either. Uh, especially, I mean, there's some criteria there. If they had relationships, uh, a good relationship, or at least a relationship with the father so that it was a 50, 50 kind of a thing, because I'm an empty nester, you know, I still see my kids a lot. I talk to them a lot, almost daily, you know, so I'm close with my kids, but it's just different as you, you know, as Steve clearly knows, Gretchen knows, um, you know, Pammy and I are both empty nesters. It's once you experience empty, being an empty nester, it's pretty awesome. It is like, it's yeah. a, it's just a, it's a neat, it's like we've done the work, you know, mm -hmm. I've, I've put in the, you know, the 20 some years into the, into the kids, um, in that the, everything I, you know, you care for everything that, that, you know, you're just so heavily involved and now I'm still involved, but it's just different. It's, it's very different. Yep. Yeah. You're on friend. You're almost on friend level at this point. Yeah. They still respect, I mean, for me, there's still that respect of I'm mom, but I'm also their friend yeah. and they just want to hang out. Like, I don't have to make any decisions. No. I don't have to advise them unless they ask me. I mean, it's just, yeah, it's great. And I'd love, and like Steve, and I, Steve's a really good father and Gretchen's a great mom. I, you know, I, I love being a dad. I really do. Like I'm super close with my kiddos. Um, and I was, because of my profession, I was a very present father. You know, I was, my office was pretty much at the home. And so I was there, like in the summers when the kids were home, I would go to the pool with them. We'd play kickball. We'd play water balloon fights. Like I was that guy. And I just got lucky that I had the job that I could do whatever I wanted. And so that was very nice. So there's a part of me that. You know, and and through the years, through the last few years of being single, I've dated women with with children, and I kind I really liked it. I was gonna say I kind of liked it. I actually really liked it. You know, again, full time. You know, I don't know about that necessarily, 
but being a role model, you know, uh, I remember that one of the girls I dated, this was last year. Um, probably my longest relationship was three months. Anyway, she had, she had three kids, two daughters who were older, like my kids, and then a younger son. And he and I just gelled like right off the bat. Like he was so excited when I was coming over and, uh, and I found myself like it was hard, like it was difficult because I was like, fuck, I really like this little fella. Like he's just a really cool kid. And of course he really liked me, which however that magic works when someone likes you, you tend to like them too. Um, and so when we, we broke up, even though it wasn't a big drastic breakup, like I missed him. Like I was like, fuck. And so fortunately her and I were still friends. And so I'd go out and you know see him play catch with him or whatever. And so, you know, I kind of stayed around, uh, as on a friend basis, very loosely. And, and I just enjoyed it. You know what I mean? I don't know. I think one of the things someone asked me this while I was on a date, uh, this date brought this card game and I didn't realize how vulnerable the, the card game was going to be, but it was asking questions. Was it let's mingle? Maybe it was anyway, she'd pull a card and she'd ask me a question and she pulled this card and asked me, you know, what do you miss about your previous life? You know? And I started crying. Yeah. It just triggered me. And I was like, Oh fuck. I said, I'm so sorry. I said, I don't know why I'm crying. I said, this, I said, that's just like, I didn't expect this on a date. Get past, bring me the joint. Like, <laughs> like I need to smoke. Um, so, and I, I said, you know, that's what I miss. I said, I think that, I think the thing that I miss is that family unit. It was the, the kids and their friends and the kickball and the volleyball and the dart gun fights. It was the, the kid thing, you know, it was like, being a parent and just the whole family nucleus, a nucleus, whatever. Like it was just the whole thing that, that, that I missed. So, you know, that I missed it as an empty nester. And then now as a single person, you know, living alone, you know, you're totally removed from that, you know, and I know sometimes people that aren't empty nesters, they don't, they'll eventually understand it if they're still single, but it's like, I wasn't just, empty nester, but then you're alone, alone, alone. You know, you're not coming home even to a spouse. And then I didn't have any animals. So I wasn't even coming home to a dog or a cat. You know, you're just coming home to an empty apartment. Oddly, I really liked it, you know, which was, I think I even asked Steve this. I go, do you think I'm okay? Like, I, <laughs> is this okay <laughs> that I actually really like this? Like, shouldn't I be sad when I get home alone and like curl up in the fetal position? <laughs> you like, know, you get alone time at home. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So anyway, I, I say that just to say, I think the kid conversation, of course, is huge. And especially for those of us that are, you know, have been married, have kids, and now we're single. Like it's a, you know. I mean, like Pammy and Gretchen, like, no, I don't want to have any more babies. Um, and I don't, I don't want to have babies either. Uh, but if they have kids, no problem. I don't have a problem with that at all. So what about the introducing the kids? I mean, since we're in that situation of yeah. potentially dating someone who has children, when do you, when do you do that? At what point in the relationship do you feel like it's time to introduce even my kids being adults, you know, I'm very protective of, of them because I've been through, you know, a couple of relationships that my kids got attached to the person and they, Oh really? Were, yes. As adults. Okay. Yes. And, and you know, when we broke up, it was, it was hard for them. Not, 
I mean, they supported me, but they were sad because they missed that person. And, you know, so, yeah. So I'm even at, you know, 27 and 25, I'm still hesitant to introduce my kids to someone too soon. Yeah. So what, do you, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. Like the one I was thinking about, I met her kid pretty quick, which was fine. You know, um, older kids, I don't, um, yeah, I, older kids and I've not been in a longer relationship and had a break and had the kids hurt. So I don't know, you know, maybe that would change my opinion, but as of right now, like I don't, my kids are not a part of my dating life. Like they, I don't let them in on anything unless I'm kind of talking to someone, you know, if I'm kind of talking to someone and my, my daughter, she's a little bit more dad, who are you dating? What are you doing? Like, she's a little yeah. bit inquisitive, you know, inquisitive. My son doesn't ask, so I don't say anything. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think like not for, not right off the bat, like, you know, first date, Hey, you know, let's FaceTime <laughs> my kids. Um, but I would say, you know, once I'm kind of like, ah, like I'm seeing this person and you know, you know, here, here's who they are. You know, my daughter that she follows me on social media. So she, she knows she can read between the lines yeah. and see things <laughs> and go, ah, you know, she knows what's up. What about you, Steve? You're the one with the four small kids. I mean, oh, ish, yeah. no, small ish. Well, when I was pretty new single, I had a relationship where I was friends with them first. They had kids, my age, my kids age, and they were hanging out and you know, all that stuff. But other than that, nobody meets my fucking kids. I mean, like, I mean, my longest streak so far is three months, so I, I don't really know where that line Steve, would. <laughs> Steve, we're, Steve and I share the longest. <laughs> wait, 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 wait! I hit four. Oh, you beat December me! <laughs> I hit four. But, oh, okay. Timmy's got a new target. Twice. Dang it! <laughs> Play catch up. Now, yeah, when, yeah. when did you get divorced? How long? How many years? Four years ago. Have you had a long-term relationship? How mm -hmm. many? How long? About three years. Damn. All right. So <laughs> three years. That's a long fucking time. Um, sorry. Can you hear me munching on that? I'm going to try not to eat. <laughs> you I, sound, get, you, well, I, get I my can face. see you. I can see you. If I couldn't see you, you I sound get... like a squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, kids. If you are single and no kids. This is a huge conversation because, you know, if your partner's Catholic and they want to have nine kids or they're Mormon and want to have nine kids plus three wives. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Talk about that too. Oh, brother. That's something you should talk about. All right. Let's move on away from kids. I think we've all established, uh, we love kids, but none of, at least at this circle, I don't think any of us want to birth any at no. this point. No. I know for a while, I don't know if you remember this, Pammy, but I was like, I mean, I'd be open to it. If I loved, if I loved her enough, I'd be And Pammy was just looking at me, shaking her head. Going, <laughs> <laughs> don't go there. Too. And I'm like, yeah, you know, cause it, real, realistically think about it. If I met someone now, it would be, you know, a few mm -hmm. years before we'd probably get married, you know, at least a couple. And then, you know, want to spend a couple of years without birthing a baby. By that time, like I'm fucking having a kid at 60. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, no, I don't want to be 90 and going to a graduation from high school. 
If you meet someone and you really want to enjoy raising a child with them, let me know. I'll loan you a couple. Okay. Yeah. Steve's like, you think you want a kid? You can have mine. I have right. very attractive short-term lease options. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you will soon realize you don't want any kids. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Not okay. because of yours, Steve. I don't know your kids. They're probably lovely. But yeah. I'm just saying in general. My kids will burn kids. their house down. No, I mean, okay. <laughs> yeah. I'll sneak out for the night babysitter will be like they have the soldering iron out again <laughs> <laughs> all right so my house. the next question is what are your expectations around splitting uh, uh child care and housework duties you know this that's a worthy it's worthy mm -hmm. i mean that's yeah. a worthy question yeah. i don't know what what all we can really say about it except i think it's a worthy conversation because like personally i'm a neat freak so i like things super clean which if I was with someone that was not clean, then I would find myself being the primary cleaner because I want things clean. I don't feel peace really without cleanliness. So that'd be difficult. That'd be difficult for me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I've been there. Don't want to do that. Yeah. And I don't want to, I don't want to put on an apron and spend my days in the kitchen. Unless or <laughs> it's a French maid outfit. <laughs> that can be negotiated. Then, then yeah. Yeah. We'll see about yeah. That. No, I, I think I just dividing. Um, it doesn't have to be, you know, like 50, 50, whatever. Right. I did the my, dishes my tonight. Th you know, yeah. tomorrow. Exactly. My thing is if you see something that needs to be done, do it. And that's, and that's what I do, you know, and that's just kind of how I grew up is if you, you know, saw something that needed to be done, just do it. And that's, that's kind of what my expectation would be is not like, you know, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I'm in the kitchen, you know, cleaning up you're cooking and then the other days whatever no some people don't see dirt though you know what i mean like some right, people right. they don't realize something right. needs to be picked up and you're like you didn't realize that the yeah. six pairs of shoes in the <laughs> living room needed to be picked up uh -huh. no and that's why it's a great conversation or even just spending time at their in their residence <clears throat> and your residence to kind of understand do we have the same every you know are we vibing there or no because that that's a big deal that's a really big deal and that's the thing for people, for some people, it's a big deal. So others not right. But no, there's no doubt about it. I am looking at the car. When I get in their car, I am looking. And when I get in their house, like I'm looking like what's, how do they live? Mm -hmm. It's, it's not a deal breaker. I'm trying to think like <laughs> that. I'm trying to think if I'm being honest here. It just depends on what degree of messy, you know, if it's like clean with some, like if they look, if they kind of have a lived in look, but it's clean, fine. You know, but if it's like they literally haven't cleaned in 17 years and it <laughs> literally need to be burned to the ground and started over again, like that, you know, there's a difference between messy and dirty. Mm -hmm. And well, there's also a difference between construction dirty, right? Like yeah. a house that's kind of in process. Those are oftentimes a shit show, but that's different than a hoarder type, you know, where it's just oh, no. fucking that's filthy, different. you know, and pets do it, you know, if they have pets, what's that situation like, yeah. you know, as far do it, do the, are they clean pets? Are they pets that have run of the house and can do whatever they want? Like it's, you know, yeah. I went into a bathroom one time, Gretchen, <clears throat> I walked, not Gretchen's. I'm just saying I'm talking to Gretchen, went to the bathroom. As soon as I stepped in the bathroom, crunch, crunch, oh, yeah. kitty litter, <gasps> oh. and then the cat litter box was 
over oh. fucking flowing with shit. And I literally stood there and peed and thought, nope. Yeah. Like, so it is a deal breaker yeah. for you. So, yeah. When it's that bad. Yeah. I was mm -hmm. like, I can't do this. Yeah. And, the, and I guess it's this, if the fact that they can live, like the fact that they're okay with it, like they didn't even try to clean up before I got there, which that's mm -hmm. that part. I like the honesty of it. They're not trying to, you know, do something that they're not, but the fact that, that they were okay with it. I'm like, Oh God. And you know, sometimes I get so busy for like two weeks and I just can't do everyday stuff. I mean, like tonight I'm doing this. This is something extra that's added to my week. Yeah. So sometimes that happens, but I mean, I'm just down to pretty much my only criteria for a future husband is just, if they will just do my laundry because I fucking hate doing laundry. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm pretty much just that. <laughs> I love it. That's, it. That's the only thing. That's all it says. That's on my list. Can you do, will you do my laundry? That's it. Yeah, I learned I mean, a trick for that. I, I will. Yeah. I'm just like. Just take it all to the laundromat. Boom. Six washers, six dryers. You're done in 42 I minutes. It. Wow. <laughs> I hate like, No, I want someone to wash it, dry it, fold it. Put it away, hang it up, all of that. And dress I will, you in the morning. I will pay. <laughs> I don't. I mean, ask my kids. They're like, yeah. my mom has always hated laundry. I'll do everything else that I hate. I, I don't know what it is. I mean, I'll get in the groove and do you know however many loads. Yeah, that's the thing. I'm. But, I'm always. I just. I'm. I'm with you on that. Like, well, I, I don't hey, like. Gretchen, can you putting... pull the mic up, like up and like twist it? There you go. There you go. Thank you. I don't like putting laundry away, but um. I like a guy who doesn't mind hiring someone to clean their house. Like I, I had a one bedroom apartment and I hired my friend's mom to come clean once a month because yeah. I don't There's like no shame to dust. I don't like, but the biggest thing is I don't like cleaning showers. Like it, I did. Really? It, yes. When I was oh. married, I had a gal, she came out and she, we had four bathrooms and all four of them had, sh had showers in them and one had a bathtub and um, that's what she came and cleaned was the bathrooms because that was the one thing I didn't want to spend my time doing. Yeah. Um, and I'm still that way. Like I, I clean my shower, but I don't, you know, I don't like doing it. So if I could afford, and I probably could do it, but right now, um, having a roommate, we kind of split everything, but I'm just like, if I can hire somebody or the person I'm with doesn't mind hiring people to do the things we don't want to spend time doing. It's not that we don't want to do them or, you know, it's just the time. Yeah. I would rather spend my time doing something else and let someone else. I'm, I'm happy to pay for it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just. No, agreed. I think that's, you know, anything you don't want to do like mowing the lawn. Yeah. I don't, I don't have any desire to ever mow a lawn ever in my life ever again. Yeah. You know, but mm -hmm. gladly would hire someone exactly. 35 bucks to go mow the that's lawn. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But it is nice to go to a guy's house. And if you say, oh, do you have a housekeeper? And they're like, no, I do it all on my own. You're like, yeah. Oh, I'm the opposite. <laughs> Tell me I have a housekeeper. No. I'm like, Check. either. I'm, I'm good. I'm good with either way. Yeah. Well, of course. Yeah. yeah. If they, if they kept doing it, but you know, but I'm, I'm impressed like, by that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What I'm, I'm curious from a woman's perspective. Um, I mean, I, and I definitely don't keep my apartment clean for that reason. You know, I don't, it's for me. Like if I never was going to have a woman over here, I'd still look like this. This is how I makes me happy. But what, what, and I'm curious what Steve thinks, what, what does that tell you when you go into a guy's house and it's, it's clean or at least tidy? Like what, like, how does that make you feel? What does that make you think? Uh, do you notice? Mm -hmm. 
Oh, absolutely. Makes me think that he he is aware of the little things. And which it obviously would expand into a relationship, being aware and just thinking about the small things that matter. Yeah. So not that cleaning is a small thing necessarily, but just having a picked up home and being neat and those kinds of things. To me, that's thinking about the small things. Yeah. It's important. Yeah. Gretchen, what about you? What's, what's it tell you? There's a certain part of me that gets a little intimidated because I always have laundry on my right side of my bed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Confession time. Maybe, yeah, maybe a little bit, but I don't know. I mean, I, I do function better with um, things being in, in their place. But I also, you know, when you have four kids, you have well, to I was kind of say give that up. That you got to give up a clean house. You have to give up <laughs> a little bit. And I still have kids in my house and lots of teenagers, and they don't pick up really after themselves no. a lot. So it can be messier than you know. It's kids. just like right. picking up, you know, picking up things just all over the house. But I mean, I definitely don't want to be judged if they're, you know, super clean or OCD. I grew yeah. up with a parent that was OCD. Yeah. So if someone is, it doesn't really get to me that much. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think with some people, they're like, oh my God, they're OCD. I can't deal with that. But I grew up with that. So it's just normal to me. Yeah. Huh. What about you, Steve? You got four kids. So your house is a circus. So. Oh yeah. We just routinely have bonfires in the yard. But. <laughs> <laughs> Hey guys, bring all your dirty dishes. Bring all your shit out of here. <laughs> We're burning the boys' room this week. <laughs> I mean, to me, it's relative, though. I mean, if if you live alone and your house looks like my boys' room, yeah, I'm out. I'm, I mean, that's a fire hazard. No, <laughs> you know, but on the other hand, if you also have four kids and I walk in your know, house, you know, I, I I went out with this girl once and she had to run home to get her keys, which was a trap, and I should have known better, but I'm not real good on the pickup there but <laughs> she had she had supposedly had four kids five days a week she had a white couch oh wow. i was like we can't be friends <laughs> <No>. <laughs> you don't have nearly as much fun as me and my kids. yeah yeah <laughs> interesting all right so the next one how often do you want to see your family ah i don't know if that's a, something we don't want i mean is there what what's to talk about there I oh, guess that just, could be a problem. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like their relationship with the family. Oh yeah. 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 I have seven brothers and sisters. So they're going to be a part of your yeah, life. We're all up in each other's shit, you know? Yeah. And I've actually had that be an issue before. I mean, people either really want to get involved in that or they really do not like it one bit. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you go out with me three nights a week, you will run into one of my sisters. Oh <laughs> I, yeah, I have. I love it. I, of course I love family. Mm -hmm. I just love family. Like the thought of whoever I end up partnering up with, like if they have a great relationship with their family, like I would love that. And I'd love for her to meet my family. You know I mean? I just, I would really like that. Mm -hmm. You know, I actually, to be honest, I've told Steve this, I envy Steve having all those sisters. You know what I mean? I, I envy his, you know, they had a big Easter celebration, which I was invited to, but I had a wedding. So I couldn't go, but I was really like, man, I wish I didn't have a wedding because I'd really like to have been over there with his family and meeting everybody together in one place. So I think I've met all the sisters individually, but um, yeah, I think that's awesome. Like, mm -hmm. I agree. I think, but I mean, as an empty nester, uh, 
I don't know. I, that's a, that's a, I think I feel the same. I mean, I'd want the person to have a good relationship with their family, but it's not a deal breaker. You know, if like if they're on the outs with their family for some reason, and if it's a legitimate, like I feel like a legitimate reason, you know, like if it's something stupid, I'd be like, eh, we might want to reconsider this. Like, what if they died? Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to be dealing with the regrets and griefs that you're going to go through because you're just bitter. Well, and I think that's the key is, if they don't have a relationship with their family, how do they talk about their family? Are oh, they sti- yes. yes. Are they, yes. are they That's just important. bitching and moaning and complaining about their family or are they, this is what happened. This is why I don't have, you know, they're my family. <laughs> this is why but- I don't have custody of the <laughs> yeah, kids. That's another deal. Right? We are yeah, yeah. Yes. yes. Oh yeah, definitely. But I, I do think that it's, it's how it's how the person talks about their ex, about their mm. family, about that. That's oh, huge yeah. because that says more about them than it does about their actual family members. Yeah. Oh my! In gosh. my opinion, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that's I appreciate that about Gretchen. You know, she I've tried to get her to talk bad about people, and she just won't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Which is such a great trait, you know. It's it's because really the reality is this: all of us can find the bad in everybody right? There's bad about me. There's bad about everybody, but I like it. At least for me personally, I've been trained and I have read so many books that just say, you know, focus on the positive, you know, in other words, there's going to be negative in everyone. And so why focus on that when there's some good things too, you know, I mean, you got to be honest with the situation, you know, obviously I I know he hits me, but he's nice when he's not hitting me. Like, okay. Well, that's a different story. Right. Exactly. That's a whole different scenario. Right. But in, in the sense of, a person having faults that's we're all we're all human we're all guilty there's an ancient book that says all have sinned <laughs> uh all right so family's important how they talk about family i think is that is very important uh oh this is going to be a good one what role do you want religion or spirituality to play in our lives <laughs> dump wait <laughs> i have a lot to say about this one but this would be another whole podcast i'll i'll lead with this i for me personally this is a very important conversation because i am no longer religious so but i'm spiritual so if someone's if someone's religious and or spiritual it depends on like like the mindset, right? If they're a fundamental conservative, narrow-minded, bigoted kind of like, nope, you know, like a Bible thumper, like I just, I couldn't do that. I can't do that. I wouldn't do that. But if they're like me, you know, agnostic, former Christian, open to spiritual things. I mean, hello, I still go to church every Sunday. So, you know, as long as they're not goofy about it, you know, and super like a literalist, Cause I think that would just be so frustrating, but also knowing how they feel, meaning I know that they're praying for me every day that I would get saved. <laughs> like that's in their yeah. mind. That's so fucking ridiculous. You know, I could not deal with that. Mm-hmm. Someone that literally thought they had the corner market on all things, truth and yeah. divinity. It's like, no, no, I agree. Like I'm, I'm there with you. It's Yeah. Have you dated anybody super religious? Have you ever gone on a date with someone? That I said, actually let's pray in tongues before we. No, eat? <laughs> no, not since not since my divorce. Um, I have 
dated a couple of Catholic guys that grew up Catholic, but they didn't practice it. So what right. we went, so they were on, cool. I went with them on the holidays, but that was the only time we ever went. Right. Um, but I never, I never dated anyone that, and, and I won't, I won't date someone who is like uber religious or, um, you know, wants to, <laughs> wants me to join them and that I just can't. But I also, on the other side of it is, Date, I want to date somebody who, even if they say they're not religious, to at least have that growth mindset of, or, tr you know, a transformative mindset of, well, how can I better my life here on earth, you know, yeah. while I'm here? And that to me is a spiritual thing because, I mean, it's not something that, I don't know, it's not tangible. Right. I mean, it's a, it's a character, you know, it's just like, sure. it's a growth thing. So that part of it, and I've, I've dated a few people that I, and I do a lot of, um, inner work. I do meditation. I, I go to weekends where, you know, I'm learning how to manage emotions, you know, my thoughts and those kinds of things. And it's very important to me. And I've dated a few people that have supported me in that in the beginning and then at some point it turns on me, they turn it on me and it's, it's like, a, oh, well, that's, that's your cult. That's your, you know, like, no, it's not yeah. like, it's not that it, why are you so closed minded? Yeah. And it, it just so frustrates me because, oh yeah, I'll accept, you know, whatever you think and whatever it's, they don't. Right. Like, it's almost like don't. either extreme. Yes. If you're extremely, you know, narrow minded, super right wing, fundamental religious, mm -hmm. or if you're so far on the other side that you know, spirituality, right. you know, none of that either extreme. Yeah. Yeah. Be, be open-minded and, and, you know, leave the judgment outside the relationship. Yeah. It's just, yeah. Steve, what about you? I know you come from a spiritual background or whatever, but I want someone very religious where they go to church like two or three nights a week. <laughs> You're like, Hey, Timmy, she's going to church again. You want to go out? Yeah, let's do this. It'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> I love how he puts this positive, positive spin on everything. <laughs> built in break time. Oh God. If you're very religious, you're going to have a bad time with me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm, I'm open to just about anywhere in between very religious and very anti-religious. You know, I have my meditation process and habits and I do my journaling, I do self-improvement. And I, I mean, I think everyone should do that, you know, but I've seen enough people use organized religion as like a shield to justify why they're shitty to everyone that like, right. if you're very into like a pretty conservative religion, I'm going to be pretty suspicious going in and you're probably not going to like me. You know? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. hundred percent. What about you, Gretchen? Yeah. I think I'm in agreement with everyone else. Yeah. Pretty much. So, yeah, I think it's just, I think it's the extremes. You it know, is. You get into the extremes. It I is. just, I just listened to a podcast today. A uh, really good podcast. It was actually a, a Jewish rabbi and man, he was talking about stuff that I was like, well, yeah, I believe that. Cause the, the guy that was interviewing him asked him, he said, do you believe that the Bible is the word of God? And he, laughed and he said, I might get in trouble by some people here. He goes, but no, I do not. It's a work of man. And I was like, well, fuck yeah, it is <laughs> like, and he just said and it's same thing that I've often said in, in my not debates, but in my conversations with people that are like, no, it's the word of God. I'm like, 
Have you fucking read it? Because if you read it, there's no way on the planet Earth this is coming from a divine, all-knowing. What? Like, it's clearly a human document. Anyway. Well, we've had councils and stuff deciding what's in the Bible. I mean, we, right. have, we have the fucking editor's notes. Right, exactly. <laughs> Jeez Louise. So I thought that was, it was just fascinating that this, this very religious man, he's, he's a rabbi. He, you know, he teaches the Torah, you know, the five first books of the Bible, what they call the Bible, what we call the Old Testament, I guess. But I mean, we as meaning as Christians or whatever. Um, but yeah, like some of the thoughts I was like, oh my gosh, I 100% could maybe be Jewish. <laughs> Like, that's fascinating. All right. So, yeah, I think the religious talks is a really important. And here's why I think, and I often tell this to, to people when I'm coaching singles, I'll say, here's the thing. When we talk about compatibility, people talk about opposite attract. Well, yeah, an outgoing person with more of an introverted person. That's an opposite kind of thing. That's fine. You can attract over that. But when you're talking about something that is hugely a part of your life, if you're a vegan, like you especially if you're a activistic vegan, it's going to be difficult for you being with a meat eater who's hunting. Like that's going to be a challenge, right? <laughs> Same thing with religion. If religion is really, really, really important to you, I would say you should, you should find someone and partner up with someone who also values religion. Mm -hmm. I, I agree. All right. So, all right. On to the next one. Do you want to discuss prenup? Ooh, this is a good one. What and it says, what fears does that bring up for you? This is oh, this, I'm gonna put my book down. <laughs> I know, I know. At my age, two things. Just to be fair, I would not be hurt if I was partnering up with someone and she said I want to do a prenup because if she had money, I'd have no problem with that because I know I would want a prenup. You know, I'd want to, I'd want to protect my millions. <laughs> <laughs> What about you, Steve? Is that a prenup something that you would? Uh, not something I'm really worried about lately. <laughs> yeah. I mean, let's just say you're, you're serious with someone you've fallen in love. Are you prenupping or no? It's going to have to be pretty serious to get me to get married again. First of all, you know, and then second of all, like I I'm done saving broke chicks. Like, if I'm, if I, if I meet up with someone, we're going to build a life together. You know, we're bringing equal stuff to the fucking table, you know? Yeah. So I don't think it's that big of a deal. I mean, I, you know, I don't have millions stashed away somewhere. And if I did, I'd stash it where they'd never find them. You know? <laughs> <laughs> There'd be a treasure map. <laughs> right. Right. That the kids would get upon his death. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> That's actually probably true. Like, you know, I'm getting to know him a little bit. I well, know, right? Yeah. yeah. Actually, it's, it's, never mind. I'm not just published. And, you know, the IRS could come back 20 years later and listen to us. <laughs> no, I mean, the, the thing is, though, like, and this is going to sound shallow as fuck, but after like my first year being out there and dating and stuff, I was like, you know what? Any any woman I ever have a long-term relationship, she's going to have a 401k and IRA. You know, because they're going to be thinking about the same kinds of things I'm thinking about, you know, so yeah. prenup isn't really too huge of a deal to me. I mean, I mean, you know, of course, in 10 years, I have millions will come back and revisit right. that, right? Right. But, yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, right now, I'm not too worried about it. Yeah. You know? Gretchen, I'm, I'm sure. Now, this is very I'm going to be a little bit uh, is this misogynistic. I don't know if that what what's the word is. So, ladies and gentlemen, don't be mad at me here. Sexist. But He's trying. Sexist. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> so as a woman as women, if a guy 
you know, say, Hey, listen, I want to do a prenup. Mm -hmm. What's your all's thoughts on that? That has been brought up to me before. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I said, okay, but I will have my stipulations as well because I want to be protected. I'm not going to be 100%. left burned mm. ever again. That yeah. happened to me once and it will never happen again, yep. ever. Now that I 100% agree with that. It, I would say it'd be a, I don't know what, how the proper wording would be like a prenup with adjustment. Like it'd be, it wouldn't just be a, he decides the prenup exactly. No, it would be a conversation Mutual prenup. Arbitrated yeah. agreement. Yes, thank exactly. you. Exactly. Thank you. See, I got a question. Though. Does it matter about income balances? Ooh, good question. Because the only person that ever brought up a prenup with me made like, okay, and first, she brought up like third date. I was like, wow, that was fucking early. But like, we got talking. I was like, wait, she makes like half of what I make, you know? And then the mm -hmm. whole thing just seems silly to me, you know? But, yeah. you know, I'm sure that if it, you know, they made way more than me, then, you know, it'd be more important to them. You know, I mean, I honestly don't care either, either way. I'll sign legal documents. Well, I've right. Well, hell, you know, sure. <laughs> sure. I got a lawyer to pay. <laughs> I, I think that depends on the relationship. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm a teacher. We all know teachers are poor as fuck, but. I thought you guys made so, millions. No, I mean, it's insane. Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> when did you, did you sell, Wait, the, hum did you sell the Hummer? <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Pammy? What, so, you know, I, um, in a relationship that I was in, um, I brought it up. I wanted the prenup because I wanted my kids to receive, mm -hmm. you know, absolutely the money that I received from my parents. I want to pass that on to my boys, you know, and, and so I, I brought it up and he made way more than me, but I just wanted to protect my, my assets mm -hmm. for my kids and their future. And so, um, but then I talked to my financial planner. And he said, look, you've already designated them as beneficiaries. He said, unless mm -hmm. you change that, they're getting the money. And, you know, so there's no problem there. You don't need a prenup. I'm like, yeah. oh, okay. All right, cool. But I, and, and someone wanted to do that. I, you know, I'd want to understand, you know, what, why, and, you know, and talk about it and not just randomly sign a prenup because they want it. I would want to have that conversation and understand mm -hmm. why is it important to you? And, yeah. you know, and how does, how does that affect, um, I don't need to be taken care of. Um, and I think a lot of women now don't, but we do have our 401ks. We do have mm -hmm. our IRAs. We have a lot of options because we're in the working world, you know, out there and companies are offering all of these great benefits. So I don't think that, I mean, that's not needed, but I also, there's also the side of it someday, you know, we, the person I'm dating and myself are going to get older and we have to mutually be able to financially take care of one or the other yeah. if that mm -hmm. makes sense you know at mm -hmm. some point there's going to be health issues there are going to be those things and i think you have to account for that yeah. you know yes take care of your children make sure your kids you know if that's important to you do that but also you're a unit yeah whether you mm -hmm. get married or not but you've committed to each other so therefore you've committed to a lifetime of financial responsibility yeah. to each other and so the the conversation to me has to be bigger than yeah. just a prenup. Yeah, I would, mm -hmm. you know, as I'm thinking about it, I would, I, I probably like, and I'm just thinking like live right now, I'm thinking this out loud, thinking I would probably say, Hey, let's get a, I'll get a life insurance policy. It'll, that'll go to you. You get a life insurance policy. That'll go to me. Our 401ks and our investments and our whatever, you know, that goes to, to our kids. In other words, so you're doing something for right. your partner right. in the case of a death. 
but yeah, that's you. the same thing for me is like, you know, I, especially like, I mean, you imagine you get, you know, like me, I have adult kids that, you know, I've known for many, many years. And so if I got married and, you know, I'm like a year into the marriage and, and, you know, something happens to me, um, I'm like, I would be like, I wouldn't want all of it to go to my, my spouse. I'd be like, right. no, I, I want this to go to my kids. So, but I don't want to leave someone stranded and, and out in the cold. So that's why I would say, let's do a life insurance policy. So when I die, you get a million bucks and then, you know, somebody's going to be on Dateline. Cindy was on Dateline. <laughs> Only problem is I, I wouldn't want to be on Dateline after like I'm dead. I'd rather have it. <laughs> but you, but. I think oh, wait, do I even want to be on Dateline no. at all? I think Somebody the only dies. way you don't get on Dateline after you're dead is if you kill someone. Kill someone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, fuck that. <laughs> all right. So the next one is, uh, do you expect you will always want to work? What happens if one of us wants to take time off? Hmm. Well... You know, I, I guess it just depends on the financial situation. I mean, it, mm -hmm. th that makes such a big difference, right? I mean, I spent 25 years as the primary breadwinner in my marriage. And to be honest with you, it, it wasn't until um, she she went she went to work, you know, when the kids became teenagers, which was great. You know, had she not, that, that would have been difficult. Like, hey, you know, <laughs> like the kids are older, let's, let's all work. So she did that. So it, that, you know. I didn't mind when the kids were small, but now, you know, I'm in a whole different headspace now. You know, I, I, um, I'm kind of like Steve. I really, I'm not looking for someone who needs to be rescued or taken care of financially though. Same. You know, I'm sure Steve is the same <laughs> as I am. And I'm sure you guys are the same. Yeah. Like you don't want to take care of anybody financially. I'm talking no. to the ladies here. Uh, Steve and I, you know, don't want to take care of each other though. I don't think any of us here around this table are assholes. You know, I mean, if I was partnered up with someone and we're living together and something happens and you know, that whatever, like I'm in it to win it, right. you know, I'm not gonna be like, fuck you. I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> Take your disease. Well, like what? <laughs> like that would be shitty. Yeah. And we're at the age where that is a reality at some point, you know, I mean, part of maybe when I'm at 150. Exactly. Yes. Like, no, you and I have that same philosophy of health and wellness and, and vitality into our hundreds. I, yeah, I agree with oh. that. And so dating someone who also has that same mentality. Oh is God. Okay. You just touched on something. <laughs> I would really struggle being with someone that is not taking care of themselves, either emotionally or physically or spiritually. I just don't. And again, this is more, you hear this about guys, you know, guys that just, you know, gaming or they watch ESPN and sit on the lazy boy, drink a 30 pack of beer while they're eating Doritos. Like, I mean, what do you think ladies? No. Is, are you down for a guy like that? No, mm -mm. no, <clears throat> I'm too, I have too active of a lifestyle. I don't want someone who's going to be a dud, yeah. <laughs> you know, or make really poor health choices. Like yeah. that's just not, that's not me. Steve, right, what about yeah. you? Do you want a, a gal that sits in the lazy boy, drinks 30 pack of beers, <laughs> <laughs> pounding uh, down the cheeseburgers? 
No, I'm climbing a fucking fourteen or this year. If she's not coming along, she can just stay home for good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Gretchen? Plans. Well, I mean, first of all, I think when people are reading this book, this question can be for those who are not in our place. They've never been married. And so it's like, okay, so if we have kids, are one of us going to stay home? Yes. You know what I mean? So that's a question for that. So in my marriage, that's what happened. I had a career and then we started having children and we didn't want anyone else to take care of them. We were here. Our family was in another state. So it was just us. So that's what we chose to do. And economically, it was the better choice as well. And then, of course, I was, you know, taking care of them and doing all of that. But then now where we're at now, we're looking towards more, you know, retirement is in our future. We're on the other end of the spectrum, right? Right. So that's what we have to look at, I think. I sometimes forget that question. Like, when are are we going to do that? I know, right? Me too. When I get my AARP, I I got an AARP, like, fucking piece of mail. I'm like, what the fuck is this coming to me for? I'm like, no way. I'm 21. It's like three years. I I will be eligible for Golden Corral's senior citizen ticket. You know, I, I have to say, <laughs> I have to say every time. <laughs> I get Golden Corral every, every podcast. Did you work at Golden Corral? Oh my God. No. Oh, I'm just saying it's her favorite restaurant. He, no, it is. It's Jimmy's. He brings it up every time. There's Where, nothing wrong with AARP. I'm just saying. Yeah. Like, Are you a member? I am. Oh my God. <laughs> But here's the thing. Wait, Wait listen, what is listen. it? Listen, okay, you don't, I don't even know what, what it is. is it? <laughs> it's discounts, Timmy. It's coupons. <laughs> oh, it's coupons. <laughs> it's going to save you money. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you don't actually have to be a certain age to join. You can join when you're oh, 21. Okay. You have to pay the membership. It's $12.95 a year. Oh, you God. pay the membership to get discounts and things like that. Um, when you turn, I think it's 62. 60 I don't in your 60s then you don't have to pay anymore so 65 probably Wait, you don't <laughs> so have to pay get it for free so yeah then you get it for free get all the oh, God. but I will say so, I know I'm, I sound like a really old lady right now but I <laughs> the reason I joined is because I got a my phone on this plan and I get an extra 10% off really yes <laughs> And I oh my god, I'm sorry. I've got the giggles now. I think this is a great uh, attribute to put on a dating app. I'm a yes. member of the AARP, <laughs> so I will save you money. I can see you go. Holy shit! Swipe right on her AARP. You know what? I know, I I know how to budget. Now I don't. Go. So this, it. I didn't know that. I actually yeah. thought Ooh. it was four fifty-five on. It. It is not. Okay. I actually. There's a gentleman at work had, for some reason, we got an extra discount if we signed on something to rent, yeah. if we signed him up for ARP. <laughs> so we did it yeah. just because, and he was, he was in his forties, you know? And, I, and awesome. so, yeah, I know it's. When, so, so senior citizen discounts, when does that actually start? 65? It depends on the place, I think. Okay. Not that I've looked. Right. <laughs> no, I just saw some, some senior discount was like 55, like. Right. And I, I was just like, Oh, if it's fuck, a t- I'm 53. Like, well, if what it's a, the fuck? Um, you know, gold shot. Might- <laughs> <laughs> She's looking it up for you. Oh shit. <laughs> Does town topic have a senior citizen discount like, for their burgers? I would lie about my age. No, I just now, say if they did, see, I'd be down. Get your yeah, card right? and you probably <laughs> can get the discount. I'll just take Timmy hey, to dinner. I'll just say, <laughs> next time we go to 
have dinner. Hey, Pammy. Hey, Pammy. Pammy. In your car. You want to give me your card number? I'm going to be real popular with the boys now. Oh, my God, man. You are. You are. This is fucking hilarious. You're going to be like, she's going to like the dollar menu. Oh, God. Okay. All right. If I were considering a big purchase... At what point would you want me to call you? For example, what's the cutoff for how much I can spend without checking in with you first? Well, I have the answer to that, but and it's not an amount. It's more of a concept. But what do you guys think about that? I think that that's a conversation that you should have. I think like if you're buying furniture for a house or living together, I think it should be all together. Yeah, I, I think it's a decision together. That's, yeah. I mean, that's how I feel. I think anytime it's going to be anything sizable or depends on how you've arranged your finances, right? If it's, if it's everything in together, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. in a first marriage when, you know, people are in their twenties or even early thirties and it's a first marriage, I've always said, you know, if you make a hundred and she makes 150, then you guys make two fifty, like as a family and it, you have a general fund, but I've always added that then you should have your investments, your savings, but then you each should have what I call a slough fund where each of you can put a hundred or $200 a month into a slough fund, which That's means mad money. Yeah. Mad money. Meaning mm-hmm. there, we don't have to talk about it. If you save up that $200 for a year and you've got over $2,000 in there and you want to go buy a new driver or want to buy a set of clubs, we don't need to fucking talk about it. If it's in your slough fund or mad money, if it's your mad money, you don't need to talk to me. If it's outside the mad money, you know, we're dipping into if you're wanting to go buy a boat or something that's and it's, yeah, yeah, I think that's always a together purchase. If, if it's affecting the other person, I think you have to talk about it. That's just my thoughts. What do you think, Steve? I, I would think if I am close enough to somebody that our finances are commingled enough that there needs to be a discussion I would trust them enough that I don't really expect my phone to ring unless my credit card, my debit card's going to charge back when I go to lunch. I mean, right, really, right, right. I mean, I mean, at that point, I mean, it's, I, I don't know. I would think that hopefully by the time I'm that tied in with someone, we're, mm-hmm. you know, we're on the same page on that stuff. That's yeah. actually, that's a good but, thought really. Yeah. But I also have the thing with like, if there's someone who I've dated men who are, you know, avid hunters they might need new equipment, things like that. That's not, it's not cheap. Yeah, it's not cheap, right? But I mean, that's their thing. Or if they're, you know, they play guitars and they need to have, you know, 30 guitars or whatever, and they're going to buy a new one. I, I don't think that's really going to bother me yeah. because I want to buy the shoes that I want. So sure. And <laughs> yeah. especially, I guess, if they have the money for it, right? Like, right. like you know, mm-hmm. I've, I've bought things that, you know, they were fairly expensive for what they were, mm-hmm. um, but I had the money for it. You know, it wasn't like I was getting on credit. Now, that's the thing. Steve and I have talked about this a yeah, lot. Like yeah, don't build yeah, that. Like, no, like I'm talking about you have the fucking money. Mm-hmm. Even for like when people want, unless it's a, a you have to have it because you're going to die without it kind of a surgery. But even then, it's like, no, we're not getting a fucking loan for that surgery that you don't need. It's just what you want. You know, it's like that. <laughs> yes, we're talking about boobs. Yes. <laughs> like to me, it's like, yeah, if we have the money, fine. I don't like, I don't care if you want boobs, then fine. If you have the money for it. But like, I don't want to get no fucking loan for that shit. I'm just, I'm kind of an anti loan outside of a car and a house. I'm not alone. Th- you know, again, why would you uh, take a loan out of a car? Well, <laughs> well uh, no, true. I they just lose money. Right. I always buy used. 
thankfully I buy used and I do put down quite a bit, but I do finance usually a little bit of it. Just I've done that. Well, I just think at our ages, we should not be occurring debt. No. At all. Agreed. Mm -mm. No. And man, my heart goes out. I know, you know, I feel very, 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 very blessed. I feel very blessed to be able to say I'm, you know, virtually debt free. I know a little bit of my car, but I could pay that off. Yeah. Um, like, yeah, I feel very good about that. You know, um, I know some people don't, man. Some people like they have big school loans. Oh, your average American is fucked. <laughs> that's, I know. Oh, yeah. So that's tough. You know, again, like to me and Pammy, we've talked about this. I, I really do believe this love conquers all. You know, if I really love someone, they had a good heart and they had fallen in, fallen down on some hard times and got themselves into some kind of, you know, debt because of unfortunate situation. And I'm so non-judgmental that as long as they, I felt they were sincere and that it wasn't a reoccurring, they're just saying that. And yet they keep charging with the credit card. They don't have money. Like that, you know, as long as it wasn't a legit, like I wouldn't want to overlook bad behavior, bad habits, but I would definitely overlook. Okay. When you got divorced, you're, you know, whatever, like something happened. And the, does that make sense? Am I making any sense? Yeah. I mean, shit happens. Right. Sure. Yeah. I don't want to be that guy. It's life. Yeah, exactly. You know, if you're, if you're acting up, six figures of credit card debt and go to Disney world twice a year. Or yeah. I mean, yeah, no, uh, right. That. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I'm, I'm, I'm often shocked when people say they, they don't have money and you know, couldn't, they barely paid rent. And then I'm seeing them holding the $7 Starbucks latte. <laughs> 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 I think we need to have a class on how to budget. All right. Um, what are the, what are your long-term financial goals? I mean, that's a conversation for sure. Obviously we, we've been covering mm -hmm. that. What are your most, what are you most looking forward to uh, in the future? I mean, dreaming together, I think. Oh, well, that's the next yeah. question. So we can, we can, we'll be able to riff now a little bit. <laughs> um, yeah. I think, I think that to me is huge. I'm, you know, gosh, when I'm talking to someone, I pretty quickly get into the whole, you know, what do you see yourself doing in 10, 15 10. years? You know, what, uh, you know, do you, earlier conversation, do you want to stay in Kansas city? Do you want to have a lake home? Do you want to live in the country? You want to live in the city? You know, do what, you know I mean? Like, there's a lot. Uh, um, and here's the thing that I was, I was thinking about this the other day, or I might've been talking to someone about this. I get asked a lot just because of my profession, what I do for a living. People have asked about relationship stuff. And I say, here's, here's a couple things to think about. One, if you're super hardcore selfish, relationships aren't for you. <laughs> like if, if you, if you can't bend a little, because I think it was Pammy I was talking about. It's like a relationship. There's, there's me and there's you. And then there's the relationship you as an individual. Yeah. Do the fuck you want like as an individual in the sense of, yeah, when you're single, you buy trap, do whatever the fuck you want. You're solo. But when you decide to partner up, it isn't just about you anymore. You know what I mean? Like, it's not just what do I want? It's what do we want? Mm -hmm. Right. So I think it changes the whole conversation that if you get into a relationship and think that you're always going to get your way, you're going to have sex only when you want to have sex. You're only going to do spend the money when you want. That's not going to work. Yeah. Like you have to be willing to be flexible, willing to share, willing to bend and to give and to, you know, like it marriage is not, or relationships are not the place that you 
just get whatever the fuck you want when you want it, how you want it at the time you like, that is not how relationships work. No, no, it should be an equal balance. Yeah. You give a little, take a little. Mm -hmm. Agreed. All right. That's it guys. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) But that's, I think, you know, I think that what I've noticed, I mainly, uh, no offense to anybody I've ever (laughs) talked to out there that might listen to this podcast, but when anytime I've ever met someone my age, that's never been married and they never had kids, you can tell like it's, it's a little bit and not everybody, there's always exceptions to the rule, but typically they're used to doing what they want, when they want, how they want, like they don't answer to nobody. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't work in a relationship. Yeah. And I think that's why it's harder for, for someone like myself, I've been divorced for 13 years and yes, I've had relationships in that time frame, but over those 13 years, I've become very independent, yeah. you know? And so it's, it is a challenge to, to understand what, sh- what do I want a relationship to look like for, you know, and to find someone who also wants a relationship that looks that same way, Yeah, because that that's, that's usually where the divide happens is, you know, I see 20 years down the road, you know, I, I can envision life of adventure and fun and freedom and health and vitality and those kinds of things. And if the person I'm dating can't see that as well, then they're never going to be there, you know? And, and I like, I actually like fairly early on in the relationship to ask the person to take time and think about that. Where do they see themselves in five years or even just a year, five years, 10 years, 20 years from now? What does your family dynamic look like? What does your work life look like? What is, you know, what is your, your adventure or your hobby life look like? And does it match up with what I want? Yeah. Are you on, like Steve said, you're on the same train going to the same city. And it's not that you're doing everything together or you're, you know, but you have, you have a common vision. Yeah. And I, to me, that's, it's so key. You don't have a common vision. You are going in two different directions. It's yeah. just not going to work. And it could be slight. You right. know what I mean? Like it could right. be, but if you're off just a nth of a degree, you're in a completely different part of the world yeah. after a while. So I think it's very important to have that conversation of what, what do you want? What do you, what's the vision of your life look like? Yeah. And one of the things I think I picked up on the book that I really liked that I appreciated because it, this book really, really, really impacted me actually. And it's given me just a new mindset, a new way to look at relationships and a new, a new ways to consider and think like some of the examples that she gave where someone, uh, she, I'm a traveler. I want someone that travels. Well, just because the person you're talking to, they haven't traveled doesn't mean that they wouldn't travel and they couldn't become a traveler. So sometimes I think we say no based upon something that could be very fluid. It could change. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know. I think a lot to do with our future, excuse me, has to also do with our values, what we're about going to value. Yeah. So for me, my family is really important. And I, ha- of course, I have four kids and they're all pretty much young adults. One is married and <clears throat> I will be a grandmother soon. 
So, oh. I mean, not soon, soon, but I mean, it's in my near future. So when I'm talking with someone, I want someone that will, that has those same family values. Like they, they value, you know, that family time and yeah. stuff like that. So that's one of the things when I look at, when I look forward to in the future, that's one of the things that I look forward to are, you know, is my expanding family. Yeah. So that's important to me. That needs to be important to them. And I want them to be involved. I don't want them to be like, well, I'm just going to go to my man cave when your family comes here. No, that's yeah, not going to no, fly with me. No, 100%. no fucking way. Yeah. No, I I would want, yeah, a partner that's involved in my life, just like I would want to be involved in their life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Guess what, guys? In about eight months. I'm going to be a grandpa. No way. Whoa. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be a grandpa in eight months. <laughs> What's your grandpa name? Papo. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I told you that. that my, I had Papo. Papo yeah. Oh, did you? Yeah. So my, my grandpa was Papa. And so I didn't, I just didn't feel, I don't know, something in me was like, don't, I don't want to go with his name. So I was like, Papo, because I, I called him Papo often, mm -hmm. but he was Papa, 100%. No, but Papa's Papa. amazing. That was my dad's dad. We Papa were so formal. It was Grandma Nicholson and Grandma McBride. What the like, fuck? Isn't that weird? Is that mm -hmm. something to do with AARP? <laughs> <laughs> So here's something I, I was thinking of, and I, 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 I'm curious what you guys think on this. Steve and I have talked about this before. I, I've, I've had this happen in a date, some dates that I've, you know, when I went on some dates, like some consecutive dates, you know, like three or four, five, six dates or whatever, my, like a month or long, two months long relationship. Ooh, long term. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, mean, I had someone that I was talking to saw one of my pictures on Instagram that was me and a picture of a, another wedding vendor or something. And they were like, who's that girl in that picture with you? You guys look awfully cozy. And literally I was just like, Nope. If that is the way you're going to react to like, Nope. You know what I mean? Like I just, well, I don't do jealousy. I don't do that kind of shit. Mm -hmm. Especially when it's like a two-year-old picture. You're I, like, pretty... I demand you answer. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, that was my daughter, by the way. No. Yeah. I just, yeah. jealousy is not, I, I am so, I'm not a jealous person. Um, I was when I was 20-something, I'll be honest. And my, my ex could attest to that. I was a jealous person. I grew out of that really quick, though. Well, that's just insecurity. Yeah. Honestly, I mean that's what jealousy is. It has it's just it's insecurity. Yeah. And you know, honestly, like if you're secure enough in yourself and someone exhibits that type of behavior, you're secure enough to say goodbye. Yeah. This is mm -hmm. not for me. Yeah. You are not for me. Like, yeah, I yeah. can't do that. Yeah, because the the thought of that, especially, you know, I'm thinking, okay, this is a two month long relationship. <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine if I was oh, married, married to this person? Yeah, oh no. my <laughs> fucking jeez well, Louise. And that's the thing with me. I have a lot of guy, guy friends, you know? Yeah. And if I ever date anyone, I mean, I tell them, I'm like, look, I have guy friends. They come with the package, just so you know. Mm -hmm. yeah. he, if yeah. we ever get married, he's gonna be my, you know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you call the guys that what do you call yeah. what's the name for that? I can't think of oh, it. Oh uh, uh, right. 
it's not the bride's bride's bride man not bride man what's it yeah there's a what is <laughs> what that is it yeah oh i can't remember yeah anyway so yeah. i mean i'm always up front with that i'm like look you know i just want to tell you you know i have guy friends that i'm very close to and i tell them pretty much everything that i would tell my closest girlfriend yep so yep and i think guys you know the, the big old age discussion right you know can men and women be friends? And the, uh, the answer to that is 100 fucking percent. Absolutely. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. the totally can. Yeah. I can't, I can't hang out with people who are jealous. I mean, fuck everything about that. I've been, I've been on this earth 40 fucking years almost. And like, if I cannot make friends with half of the fucking human population without <laughs> wanting to fuck them, like an irresistible right. urge to fuck right. them, we got bigger problems than just who's that <laughs> chick on my Facebook three years ago. Right. 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 No, a hundred percent. I mean, I, I've had, friends in my life, female friends in my life, long time, you know, long time. Well, I, I grew up with two brothers. I had two boys. Like I've been around guys and men my entire life. I'm so comfortable with that. And, mm -hmm. you know, for a long time, I was more comfortable with that than I was being friends with women. Now, I Ooh. have a lot of female friends. Yeah. And, uh, but. And I met three I, of them. Yes. And you <laughs> I know, crashed her women night out. Yeah, he did. Our yeah. Ladies night yeah. out. Yep. For he didn't dinner. call me, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> she only had one spot he left. He was meeting you later. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so I mean, I I absolutely one hundred percent believe that I can be friends with a guy, and it can be, you know, a best friend situation, and that's mm -hmm. it. Like yeah. I, mm -hmm. and that's part of the package with me too. It's like if you yeah. you know you, why why do we do that to ourselves? You know, yeah. and think that. Yeah, I just. Don't I think you're right. I think it's insecurity. It's yeah, just. It is. It's insecurity. It's societal. You know, it depends on how you were raised. But if you're raised, of course, you know, I was raised very religious, and so men Two. could not be friends with women. Avoid the appearance Avoid, of evil. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that's a verse in the Bible. Yes. Everybody that doesn't know, <laughs> avoid the very appearance of evil. Evil. I've learned usually the ones that are the most suspicious, like that. Like who's she? Who's she? Who's she? You know. They're the ones you got to watch out for because yes. they're going to fucking cheat on you. <laughs> Listen, I, when this they, is what yeah. they're convinced a guy and a girl cannot be, be alone together without putting, you know, slot a and bolt B. I mean, <laughs> I mean, like, that's the way it fucking works. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Are you talking but, about pegging? It's the fucking gross. I, don't know. I would hope by our age, we have grown out of our insecurities. Yeah. I mean, no, I we, have so. we have not. Not everyone. <laughs> not everyone has. No. Well, that's true. Yeah. I mean, if you're in a really, you know, abusive kind of say a mentally emotional abusive relationship marriage for so long, then you, you know, you might be. You yeah. know, my heart and goes out to those where people. You that's where yeah. you have to, you know, start having that self awareness, that growth mindset, and get rid of that fixed mindset. I think not a lot of people do. I think what's Good more important at our age is that we're aware of our insecurities. Yeah, uh, yeah, totally. I mean, there oh, are insecurities God, yeah. I have I'll never mm -hmm. grow out of. I'll right. try. I'll fucking try. I'll work on them, but they'll get better. They'll get right. better. They'll it's get better. But they're always going to be there, you know? Yeah. Right. But, you know, I mean, if, like, we weren't broadcasting this for anybody with Google to find and listen to, <laughs> I would be willing to list those insecurities. Yeah. <laughs> when we sign off, we'll do that. No, yeah, I mean, uh, I'm with Steve. There, I've, I've, mm -hmm. I've been fairly vocal about my insecurities and the things that, that if anything makes me feel insecure, some things don't like some things just, I don't feel insecure about some things I do, mm. you know? And yeah, I, I don't know at what point they won't be there, you know, but I am very aware of them, you know, and I will voice them, 
you know, and say, wow, that makes me feel insecure. Like I feel less than a man, you know, for that feeling or whatever, or because of that situation. Um, but I think that's, that's the biggest part of the battle. The worst I think is someone that is responding out of insecurity, but says they have no insecurity. Oh, oh I've heard that one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've heard that like, one. Those are the people that mm-hmm. say, you know, that, yeah. I'm not, I'm not jealous. I'm not insecure, but who is that? Oh yeah. that that Nobody different. slays all their demons. If they have no demons, they made friends with them. Oh, <laughs> it's a fucking true story. Yeah, that's very yeah. true. Yeah. I think that's the first step in any, in any kind of growth is being able to recognize, you know, what, what you're, you're, you go out for the, you leave for the weekend and your neighbor come and tells you, oh yeah, your ex-boyfriend's car was sitting in the cul-de-sac all weekend. <laughs> Is that an insecurity? I'm just like, kidding. Oh that's, my never, God. that's never happened to him. That sounds awfully specific, <laughs> yes. but <laughs> I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking. So that's, that's just a lack of security. Any cameras? <laughs> security see, cameras. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> Jeez. Oh, my oh gosh. Okay, so we've got a few minutes here. Uh, any final like thoughts of things that you think are are important to discuss with a prospective partner, or things that you think have that you've learned are a bigger deal than, than what you would have thought previously. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like things that have stood out to you, you know, like, okay, now I will look for this in a future relationship. I would say that, um, the idea of these questions before marriage is great, but I think they're questions you should be having conversations about the entire relationship. A hundred percent. And I think that's, to me, that's the biggest thing is that don't just wait until, Oh my gosh, I love this person. I think I want to marry them. You know, Oh, then we're going to do this. And then you find out, I mean, that's just too late. And I mean, most people I think kind of get there, but I, at, for me now, I, I don't hesitate on this. This is so important to me. My vision for my life and my relationship is too important to miss out. Yeah. So in the final few minutes here, which I'll keep saying until we end. <laughs> in the final hour. Uh, damn, so we're going to, <laughs> we're going to, we're going to end with talking about uh, something that, that uh, probably everybody has engaged, engaged in that's listening and that's sex. <gasps> Ooh. So engaged in sex. the question that I've been, that I've been asked a lot, this is something that comes up a lot. And I'm assuming that it comes from a religious background. Like people that have asked me, this is a lot when I was a pastor, like, you know, of course we've left the idea of sex before or no sex before marriage, you know, fuck that idea. Um, pardon the pun, but the idea of when do you have sex? And I have, I've been vocal about it by saying that, you know, when it feels right, whatever, like whatever. Right. But here's what I think I've learned because I, you know, right after my divorce, I went through the hookup phase, you know, where I was, I was, I was a whore, I was a hoe and I lived that way for a while. And then that became empty to me. And I was like, man, I don't even, you know, I'm not even really getting to know these women. Like, you know, we're just chit chatting, having a drink and then whatever. And that was fun for a while, but then it was like, that's not 
the kind of sex that I really like. I want to be having sex with someone that I like and that I care about, that I'm interested in, that I want to invest in. You know, it's like I want that kind of sex, not just frivolous sex for sex sake. Um, so, you know, I left the land of, of that and have entered into a whole new realm of, of dating, but that's, it's been weird, like dating someone and not having sex pretty quickly. And then there's a part of me. It's like, well, I'm not down for that either. Like I'm, how long are we going to fucking wait? Like, I can't, you know what I mean? Like if we're going to date, like this is part of it, you know? Anyway, what do you guys, where are you guys at on sex and when you have it and how long should you wait and all that shit? Pammy. I like how he puts us on the spot. I like how he looks at us, right? Well, I've been all over the board on this one. You know, I've actually told myself a certain number of dates. I've done that whole thing. A certain number of hours? Yeah. (laughs) I've done that too. (laughs) A certain number of drinks. (laughs) No. Um, But I think what, what has become clearer to me is that it's important to know enough about that person that I'm willing to put myself in that um, intimate of, yes, and vulnerable of a, mm-hmm. of a position. And wait, which position? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> this just became rated right <laughs> <up. laughs> Uh, which, whichever one we want to say. <laughs> <laughs> no. um, so it, it isn't a number of dates. It is, it is a, an awareness of we're there where, yes, I think. And honestly, like I really, I enjoy getting to know someone. I enjoy that part of it. I love sex. Don't get me wrong. Love sex. But I also love getting to know someone and allowing allowing that part of the relationship to build a little bit. Yeah. But I, I feel mean, like, it like may, maybe I'm wrong. And you, I mean, you guys seriously push back on me if you want to. I just feel like sex too quickly interferes or muddies or clogs or blocks, or I feel like it's a little bit, at least for me, if I have sex, that's what I want to do all the time, every time we're together. And I can hear it in my head like, well, what's wrong with that? Well, but it's like that distracts from really getting to know someone. So, but on the flip side, if that's the only thing you're doing, right? Well, on the flip side, right. I don't want to just be, Talking. talking and talking and talking and kissing, talking, 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 kissing, talking, talking. <laughs> it's like, I want to get naked now, you know, totally like left out cuddling. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like, and I love, yeah, I love cuddling. I love like to me intimacy, right? We've talked about this I, cuddling and holding each other and kissing and snuggling, like all of that. I love all of that, but eventually like, okay, like we've done all that. You know, I'm not saying we've done all that in one date. So then, you know, <laughs> we cuddled, we kissed, we, we did this, we had drinks, we went on four dates in one day. So let's fuck. I mean, again, nothing wrong with that. I'm just saying that for me, because here, I, I think I'm, I think this is at least how I view it. And you guys literally can say you don't agree. I, it takes time to get to know someone as much as I can meet someone. And I've had this happen. I know you guys have too. I've met someone and I just instantly connected. Mm-hmm. 
just instantly, like the girl I said, I love you to it by the end yeah. of the day. Like I just connected. How'd and that work out? Then, yeah, it didn't work out. We had, it was great sex though. Dear God, we had great sex. She stayed the night, woke up the next, it was fucking fabulous. And that was it. Never saw her again, but uh, um, never say I love you on the first date. That's what I've learned. <laughs> anyway, so I, it just takes time to know someone and we can think I, I just had such a connection and that's great. I'm not again, possibly, but I've had connections with lots of people, you know? Well, and I don't think I don't want to wait too long either because if everything else is clicking and then you wait to have sex and sex is really bad, like no. it just doesn't, you don't mesh there. Then you've invested all of this emotional, you know, yeah. vulnerability and intimacy in other ways. And then you feel bad. And then you feel bad because mm -hmm. you're like, Oh, I just, you know, like, it's the fuck. sex that, that yeah. you know, ruined this thing. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm just, you know, th those are just stories in my head, right? you know, but it just, I don't know. It's, it's, I think you just have to, you'll know when you know. I feel, okay. Yeah. You know? I agree with that. It's, and I would say I, I've been all over the place too, you know, waited, you know, a long time or it's been like, you know, an instant connection and then it's great. Yeah. Steve, what I think you're, you've, you like to get to know someone. You really want a connection before that happens. Yeah, I do. I do. I, I, I'm probably move. Like I definitely move slower than most of the people I meet out in the general public. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I, I guess, I don't know. To me, it's just, I uh, wait until it's going to turn out. Okay. No matter how it turns out, you know, I mean, yeah. it's, you know, and part of that might be fucked up self-defense mechanisms around a muck. I'll admit that, but I yeah. mean, like, uh, <laughs> at least you're self-aware. <laughs> you have a journal entry on that uh, yeah. just last week, but yeah. you know, no, I mean, to, to me, I mean, it's never really been a problem and it's never really, I, I don't know. I mean, I just, I, I don't know. I yeah. was raised Catholic. You know, I'm sure that has some fucking play in it. But, you know, also on top of that, like, I have five sisters and two daughters. Yeah. You know, and um, it's very important to me that any woman that I'm going to be intimate with, you know, knows I'm not being intimate with her just to be intimate. Yeah. You know? I mean, you can buy some amazing shit on Amazon if you need to. I mean, like, yeah. holy shit. The technology has come so far. I was can that use that silicone for that. Was that that 120-pound <laughs> item you got from Amazon? Sorry, I got delivered to your place. Huh, I was, I was wondering what the fuck that was. <laughs> it's like it says actual size. I'm like, this thing is about five foot four. What the fuck is this? Yeah, yeah. But I'm very, I'm very old fashioned about that. It's like one of the, the one thing I'm still old fashioned about. Like other than that, like you want to pass out in a blanket for it on my and tap shoes in my living room the fr first night we meet. Fucking hey, let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's definitely, you know, it's funny. You, we talk about bad sex. I, I don't know if I've really ever had necessarily bad sex. And here's what I mean by that. And I'm curious what you guys think. And maybe it's different for women, but if, if I, if, I reach, <laughs> if I reach orgasm, like if I reach, and I've talked about this on the podcast, like there's no greater feeling than that. Like when you orgasm, it's just like, wow, <laughs> especially if you're stoned, it's even better, but it, 
that especially if i'm the partner i'm with if i make them orgasm that's key i make them orgasm and then if i orgasm i'm like this was a good night like it just feels good now clearly i've had like crazy great sex like what the fuck she was pulling out i don't know what happened but she was amazing like i mean i've definitely had women that were super secure very confident willing to try stuff i mean where i was bl blown away <laughs> horror, horror. um where it was just like wow you were amazing i've clearly had that but i don't know if i've actually ever had what i would call like bad sex outside of just really not connecting or it just didn't feel that great you know like maybe it's more of a like maybe women sense have that situation more just because either we didn't orgasm or it was just over so quickly yeah. or it was sloppy or you know i mean <laughs> there i can go on <laughs> yeah. but i mean over so quick <laughs> He was like, oh, my God. It's like, wow, you just pulled your underwear off. <laughs> if they could only see our faces. <laughs> I, oh, God. I mean, some guys are just selfish. Yes. They just aren't. It's almost like they don't even know that they are. You yeah. know? Yeah. Back I don't that. think they're aware of it because I've been with men before. And they didn't. And, yeah. And I'm just like, wait. Like, what? that's it. Like, yeah. What? Yeah. See, but that it, surprises but it me. It continued to be like that. And I'm like, so like they, they basically just, just took care of themselves. Yes. Yeah. Like, are, so are they just being selfish? Do they, are do they understand what's going on? Do they just give up, give up? Like what's yeah. the deal? Almost like they just never got out of the, I mean, that's what I did when I was 18. Mm -hmm. you just, that's some, yeah. <laughs> you just that's jump on them. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, and, and, no, I can tell you that's been an experience with yeah. grown ass men. And I'm like, did you just watch Porky's when you were little? <laughs> <laughs> like, that's marriage sex. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> fucking marriage sex. Yeah. Why are we having sex? Because it's Wednesday. It's on the fucking hey, calendar. Marriage sex. <laughs> like, what? No, I'm teasing. Yeah, like, you know, and I'm like, what the fuck was that? I'm like, okay, whatever. So I, I personally, and I'll just put it out there. I'm a very sexual person. I'm very confident. I mean, I'm, I'm there. So, yeah. um, which and, guys and, love that. Yeah. That's one of the most, one of the most, uh, what's the word? Just attractive. There we go. One of the most attractive traits is mm -hmm. a woman who is confident in the bedroom. And especially mm -hmm. not like, oh, I know I don't look good. I want it. I was like, mm -hmm. you fucking look great. You're naked. That's, <laughs> at least, you're looking good to me. Or at least confident enough to like give us some roadmaps, some directions. Like, you know, mm -hmm. yeah. I, I mean, like, we don't need like a diagram of like your hand here and then 15 seconds later, move it here. But like, yeah, just a, a <laughs> yeah. little bit of fucking help. Yeah. No, <laughs> for sure. But there's cases, there's cases like that. I would say, yes, that they need a little bit of direction, maybe. But then I've also been with people that I'm just, everything just automatically clicks and it's like we've been together for our whole lives yeah i'm like this is fucking amazing yeah this is great yeah so, so when I that happens that. do you fucking like hook it down or do you run like a motherfucker because <laughs> you're scared like what the fuck yeah. like this sex was suspiciously fucking good <laughs> <laughs> this was suspiciously this is suspiciously do awesome do this for a living <laughs> wait a minute do i need to tip you yeah. <laughs> i'll just leave it no right there shit. on the side table you know i have to admit he says that jokingly but i have had those times where they were so confident that i was like like, wait a minute. 
<laughs> You're awfully confident. Somebody also, Google their name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, shit, she lives in Las Vegas for six months out of the year. Damn. But I think also there, I've been with men before that sex is just an action to them. There's not an energy exchange. And I feel like if you put that intention, I talk about this a lot with my friends. If you put that intention out when you kiss someone, there, there's going to be that energy. There should be an energy exchange. You should feel that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh, I can so, tell when I'm kissing yeah. someone. Yeah. Probably not, like what yeah. the sex is going to be like. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. I think, I think so too. And so. kissing, man, talking about kissing, man, it, like everybody kisses different. I've learned. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like sometimes you'll kiss and they open their mouth up as wide as they can. And it's a fucking your, predator. Coming like, out. Yeah, like, they, 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 took, they took my nose and my chin oh, and my God. fucking like, what the fuck are we doing See, here? It's not the first kiss. It's the first drunk kiss that really tells you. <laughs> yes, <laughs> this is true. Because everyone behaves the first kiss. You yeah. know, I mean, it's the first drunk kiss is like the little predator alien tongue comes out and you're like, holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> first kiss i you know gosh first kiss i've had a ball over the map i remember one of the beautiful beautiful girl that i dated for a while such a neat person such a great human it didn't end up going anywhere but she was such a neat person but i remember our first kiss we i went to hug her and i decided this is our first date i decided i wasn't gonna kiss her i was like (laughs) you know what it's a first date i'm just gonna hug her you know, maybe kiss her on the cheek and, you know, like be in my mind, I was like, I'll be a real gentleman because I want to go out with her again. And then on that one, I'll kiss her. (laughs) We hugged and I went to kiss her on the cheek just to say goodbye. And when I did that, she She backed up and came in at me and it, it was just weird. Right. And so she backed up and I backed up and she goes, I'm sorry. That was very (laughs) awkward. And I was like, no, it was awkward. It wasn't awkward. But then we kind of laughed. And then I was like, now I was feeling turned on because of the miss kiss. So then I came back in for, for a, to fix the <laughs> thing that we did and it was like, great. And I walked, you know, walked, uh, I was, it was in my, in the parking lot over here and I was walking back to my apartment, just like dreaming about, it. I was like, Oh my yeah. God. Your whole body's just tingling. <laughs> oh yeah. I was yeah. like, Oh mm-hmm. my gosh. Like, dude. so it never went there actually with her. We never, never did do anything more than that. Um, but I knew like, Based on that kiss, I think we would have been good. Plus, I like that she was laughing and she called it out and said it was awkward. Mm -hmm. Like, I like to me that showed confidence. Like, she didn't have to, you know what I mean? Like, that a teenager would never acknowledge that. You know, as a teenager, you would never acknowledge, like, oh my God, that was awkward. That didn't go as I planned it, you know. I don't know if you mentioned this on your the things that women like, but I love it when a man is just not necessarily obsessed with your body, but they, like they, you can tell when they oh. just really love a woman's body and they appreciate it. And they, you know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. That is a huge fucking turn on. Men are the same way. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Like mm-hmm. I've said this before. I think when we talked about it, there's, it's, you can love someone or be interested in someone, what all that's fine. But when someone wants you, like, and for me, and this, I've said, I've been so public about this. That's the one thing, you know, I've talked about with you and, and, and uh, Lance, I want to be that kind of attracted where like, every time I see him, I want to lick their butt crack. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I 
<laughs> the funny thing about it is I'm being dead ass fucking serious. <laughs> oh my god. But you know that there's something about that. Like I really I, I wanna be with someone that I I just I want to be in them, on them. Like I just want them. Like I want. I remember, you know, being raised religious that like lust is a bad thing. Fuck you. Lust <laughs> is a good thing. If I'm fucking with someone, I sure to God hope they fucking lust after me, mm -hmm. and I lust after them. Right. Fuck you. That's so fucking stupid. No, I don't want someone to lust after me. I just want. <laughs> no, 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 no. Let's get naked and pray. Yeah. <laughs> it's like fucking hey man. My no, I want I, I want a vision of naked people <laughs> like, over like your bed praying. Oh my that gosh. That would not go well. I would not be praying. And I think so this is so this is I, actually something I'm curious about because I'm like Gretchen, super sexual. Well, Pammy's talked about it. I, I'm Pammy's talked about herself being sexual. I'm sexual too. Mm -hmm. I'm very sexual. It's one of the ways that I, if I like you and we're committed to each other, I, you will, I will chase your ass literally all the time. I will be insatiable. It's a form of expression. Well, and I would, yeah, it's, it's to me, it's how I express my, my affection and my mm -hmm. love is I want to be in you. Like, that's what I want. And you want to pleasure that person. Yes. Like, it literally, yes. Like, mm -hmm. I would have no problem just, you know, I'll go down on you, make you scream. Like, that. Like I'm, the, I get enough pleasure from that, that if we didn't have time, like, no, let me just do this to you. Like, I want you to want me later because mm -hmm. I'm going to make you feel so good right now. Mm -hmm. Like, it's, there's something, you know, sex is definitely not the most important thing. I've said that a, a lot. You know, I think friendship is premier. Yes. But right fucking underneath that, like, I want to have a physical connection. And yes, I love cuddling. Yes, I love holding hands. But all the cuddling, holding hands and all that shit, all the talking makes me want to fuck you. It's like, it's like all that emotional stuff. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay. Yeah, we've talked all day. Now I just want to be all over you. Like all this talking's driving me insane. Well, and that, but that is the thing. And every woman's different. Every you know, woman has it. There's a different uh, key to you know the the intimacy with her. Maybe there's multiple keys, but it's those things that for me, having a deep conversation with someone is a turn on. Like connecting yeah. with someone on a level you know, beyond the weather, beyond what we did today, that connection is, that's intimacy to me. And that's going to drive me to be turned on to want you. I mean, yeah. that's, you know, along with the hand holding and the kissing and sure. the cuddling and, you know, just the closeness and touching each other and all of that. But having connection yeah. is the ultimate turn on for me. And I, and that's just, I mean, that's. Yeah. Yeah. I've coached lots, hundreds of couples and I'm, I've, I remember one case in particular, um, she was like, oh, my husband, he's just always touching me, always just wanting to, and I'm like, is he sweet to you? And she goes, yeah, you know, and I'm like, you should be fucking happy. I'm just going to give you a case in point. What if he didn't want to touch you and didn't want to sleep with you? And she was like, you know, I never really thought of it. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
That's a problem. Yeah. yeah. Like, so be glad that he's always yeah. wanting and then to touch tell you. Him, tell him when he touches you, uh, like the ways that he touches you that mean the most to you. Yeah. Like when, you know, whatever it is, tell him that those things are what really mean a lot to you and turn you on. Yeah. And he'll focus on touching you that way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm going to be harping now. I've, I guess I've had two old fashions. Um, <laughs> you know, so, and I've been very vocal about this, you know, I was married 25 years and, and my ex is a wonderful woman. Um, one of the things that I was always so felt so blessed is that in that relationship, she never turned me down ever. And I always appreciated it, you know, for sure, because I did so much coaching and counseling with couples where, you know, guys or girls, I had actually had women that were, you know, not getting them enough sex. So it happens both ways, but it seemed like it was a lot of guys that were like, you know, she's always just turning me down, always turning me down. I'm just like, Oh my God, I'm so fucking glad I wasn't in that kind of a relationship. I, well, I wouldn't have been married 25 years. I don't think, I don't think I could have gone 25 years where we're only having sex when she wants to have sex. That's that goes back to what we started the whole podcast. That's selfish. If, if you are only going to have sex when you want to have sex, that is not going to work because there's no way on the planet that both you and your partner are, are literally at the same, uh, on the same page in on sexual yeah. sometimes same vibration. Yeah. Like sometimes you might want it. He might not. And he'll have to be warmed up to the idea. And I would tell him like, you better fucking get with it. You know what I mean? Like I would tell him the same thing. And the only way I, I've ever reversed it for someone is I, I was coaching this couple and she didn't really like sex. And of course he did. And she's like, but I just don't like it. And so I don't feel like I should have to do it if I don't like it. And I was like, I go, do you guys like go on dates and hang out and all that kind of stuff? Yeah. I said, what if he just didn't like talking to you? She goes, well, that wouldn't work. And I was like, oh, it wouldn't. Huh. That's interesting. And she goes, oh, and she looks at him and she goes, is that how you feel? And he just shook his head. Yes. Like, yeah. Like. That's a big breakthrough. Yeah. And I, of course, you know, uh, yeah, I remember just sitting there and I wanted to blow a fucking gasket and I'm just like, (laughs) like, that's not how marriage fucking works. He doesn't just talk to you when he wants to, he talks to you when he wants to. And he talks to you when you need to be talked to Mm -hmm. like, that's how fucking marriage works or how relationships work. It's a give and take. Yeah. You might have sex when you don't want to. And he probably might talk to you when he doesn't want to. Like, that's how a relationship works. Mm-hmm. You have to be as much as as much as possible. Selflessness is a really important key element in a happy, healthy, long term relationship. I think. I agree absolutely. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. <laughs> guys hey what a great podcast we went awesome. through some questions and yeah. got it all talked. we had some good uh, pammy thank you for all the what's it called charcuterie board charcuterie board one of those things <laughs> and she did it like i took a picture of it it was beautiful like mm-hmm. yeah i thought you were just gonna like throw a bunch of shit on the 
thing, but no. no. <laughs> this ain't shit it, on it, shingle. It, it, not only that, it was like <laughs> I think it was like it was like color coded and the way she fucking it's just like what last the fuck time, is this? It's just like, so you guys know, last time the guys brought dinner and it was just a bunch of Tupperware. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. It was. It was. It, it was as good as it that was when they mean. put it in the bath bag and handed it That's to right. us. <laughs> yeah, Steve did the tacos and then now this. Yeah, Ladies do it. It's all cut up and folded. Oh, and no. uh, <laughs> blackberries. I was scared to eat it. <laughs> it was too pretty. It was. Well, you're the next drink you're going to make, Steve. The next time we get together oh, is, is, the gonna, lavender? is, is going you... to be very beautiful. What do you want? Lavender martinis? Yes. We'll start working yes. on it. Yes. Right. Lavender okay. martini sounds oh, fantastic. Yeah, it does. Yeah. yeah. We'll get it. We'll get it figured. All right. Well, guys, I love y'all. Thank you so much for yes. coming on the show today. Thanks, Timmy. Yeah, yeah. Peace. Thank you.